tonight. Hey, hey, ho, ha, ho! <laughs> hula, 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 the bula, bula, bula. Look who's got the front seats of the Mexican hat dance now. Just like a bunch of spiders in a birthday cake. Occult transmissions. Keep repeating to yourself. It's only a This is Culture Intuitions Podcast, where we talk about movies that are cool. With your hosts, Clay Buttons, Eric Salazar, Brian Trough, and Patrick Elbow. Now, let's talk. Alright, we are back. Another week. Again. We're still here. I think. Somehow still here. Still here. Uh, this week... We covered a doozy. Uh, we covered. <laughs> I, it's just I don't even know how to start. It's a fucking silly movie. Nothing but trouble. Demi Moore, Chevy Chase. Let's just go on ahead and just let's talk about the cast of this movie. Uh, I'm jumping the gun, but it still blows my mind the cast, the lineup in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore. Um, You get a Baldwin, a Budge Baldwin Mm -hmm. that's in the movie. You get a Murray. Um, You get Peter Aykroyd. Uh, Also, you get John Candy playing multiple characters. But somehow, somehow not one of the overgrown babies. Yeah, it's okay. And... (laughs) We'll get into it, but Dan Aykroyd playing multiple characters. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and directing and I directing, P- Peter Aykroyd wrote it too. Yeah. Also, so it's just a, kind of a, a an Aykroyd joint. Uh, basically, the plot of the film: a businessman and his friends are captured by a sadistic judge and his equally odd family in the backwoods of a bizarre mansion. There you go. <laughs> and that sounds so yeah. simple for what you actually get, though. Well, I think that's part of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, let's have this simple thing, but then we're just going to throw all these fucking Skittles in the mix, and it's just. I, I don't know. After all the, the <laughs> cocaine and, and stuff that they did. Well, not the. Like, you probably got this written down, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. The, it's like, I guess that kind of not as crazy but it, Dan Aykroyd did get pulled over in a rural town like that mm-hmm. and had to go to a court at like midnight yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of gave part of the idea that's so weird that 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 shit that small town like shit that's like a hundred years behind the rest of society is so weird to me and so, just to know so this movie oh go ahead Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say this movie is exactly why I don't go. I don't like going rather out in the middle of fucking nowhere, like the country or wherever. Uh, yeah. And Eric, yeah. Eric and I are no. lucky. We never ended up in that situation. I don't know. I actually always think about, I still, like you said, Clay, I still think about that. Like, like we'll go to cabins once in a while, me and my wife. And you go through some tiny towns, mm-hmm. and I always think, like, and something might happen. 
Yeah, I sure hope there's not a weird speed trap, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I've hit... I've got pulled over by those kind of cops. I, pretty much this situation, minus the crazy adventure court part. <laughs> yeah, it's But it's the cop was kind of weird like that, but yeah, they all are. <laughs> um, so I'm guessing everyone's seen this movie prior to this episode. At yeah. least at least once, maybe. Yeah, but it doesn't count because I didn't remember shit. But like I said before, <laughs> off air, yeah. it's been probably twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Same. Definitely didn't understand much of anything when I did watch it at that age. So. Hey, I own it, and I still don't. Every time I watch it, I still fucking blows my mind. Yeah, it's it's all over the place, but it it's not one of those movies that it's detrimental to the movie. Like, you're just kind of, like, in for the ride, like, with the characters. So, uh, yeah. it's, it's, there's not much like it. It's going to be hard to talk about. I, well, yeah. it'll be fun, though. But Let's play the trailer. Give me the keys, Mike. Chevy Chase. Hey, you just passed the Garden State Parkway South. Don't worry, I'll get you there. Demi Moore. Oh, no, cop. Driver, step outside the car, please. John Candy. Read him. Yeah, that's nice, thanks. The lower back, please. I got an itch right up in there. It's good, thank you. Not today, sir. This may be Valkenvania, but it is still America. Wouldn't mind, would you just write a ticket here, or we could settle it some other way, perhaps? That's not the way things work around here. What is this place? Revolving District Court for the Village and Shire of Vulcanvania is now in order. The Honorable Reeve Alvin Vulcanizer presides. Dan Aykroyd. Put out that dog rocket! Nothing but trouble. I'm so sorry. Hey, you know, you and I ought to spend a little more time together. I'd like that. Would you? Welcome to the last resort. You look pretty this evening, sister. Doing something different with your hair? <laughs> Where something's always cooking. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? Uh, some good friends. Okay, let's eat. Where someone's always shaking. And anything's better than house policy. What's house policy? But whatever man touches her, the one she keeps. What? All they wanted. Oh no, wait a minute. I just went through a damn stoplight. Was a little getaway. I think the two of you'd make a perfect couple. You make this surprise. No, no, not in front of all these people, Your Honor. Mm -hmm. Now, all they got was nothing but trouble. And we're back. Um. Yeah, I was trying to think about like the first time I saw it. I'm, I think we rented it. This is like a '91, mm -hmm. so. And I even then, like watching it as a kid, I was like, "What the hell is this? This is so weird." And then, like, I recognized obviously like Chevy Chase and John Candy and Aykroyd, and I was just like, "Why are they in this movie? Mm -hmm. Like, who tricked them?" <laughs> and, <laughs> but it's. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a gem, as weird as it is, and just nonsense, but then also, like, the fact that it just even got made, and 
Yeah. Well, apparently it, it had trouble getting made, like, and that's why Dan Aykroyd is the director because he, yeah. I guess, he never really had any ambition to direct a movie or anything like that. It's just his, well, him and his brother wrote a movie, and literally nobody wanted any part of it. Like, yeah. just about everybody he got to be in the movie was just a friend, basically doing him a favor, and like they pitched the movie to a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and like everybody was like, "No fucking thank you." And that being said, is why he never did it again. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty obvious this movie tanked, which is weird because I always felt like it was a part of like everybody our age's childhood in one way or another. You know, I've seen this movie like five million times. I feel like so. I don't know. I think it. I think if you were fortunate enough, or just you know, your parents randomly picked it at the movie store because it had you know who's who on it like mine did mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i've probably seen it a few times like on tv but you know it'd be like fox on like a saturday afternoon when like no one's watching t- <laughs> tv or something yeah i but, think yeah. i think um it kind of has the same thing obviously a bigger degree with the star power but like like we talked about i come in peace like had pretty much no success in box office but blew up on video like this definitely became a cult hit probably way after they wished it did because <laughs> it kind of yeah. derailed a lot of their careers for a little bit from what i gather yeah yeah like chevy chase almost pretty much never recovered from this yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. community i guess was his <laughs> next thing that people liked you know it's crazy well it turns out and there's like stories from the set of of this movie but it also turns out that chevy chase is kind of a huge piece of shit which is already like confirmed though to Uh, be honest he's my least favorite part like i I, right same obviously i love him in like christmas vacation and i feel like they're kind of trying to revive that character in this in a way but like the dialogue was garbage compared to christmas vacation like or at least the stuff like his little quick like you know what do you, what do you like want to call one-liners. them one-liners they were it's, all it's just, falling flat for me i was just like what it's the just fuck? chevy Ch- i don't know like he's he's not that funny to me like everybody loves him he's just he's like, good with, like hey I'm, he's good with i'm too cool for school and i'm i'm a smooth operator he can, and I'm just he, he's an cool actor guy. in the sense that he can nail good material if it's written for his like hmm I don't know what I'm trying to say. Kind of a one-trick yeah. pony. Yeah. You, well, need, you need to write in, like, the voice you know he can pull off, where I don't know what the fuck they were doing with him in this movie. I think a, a big part of it, and Clay already mentioned it, but, you know, he... There was, like, cast members, there were people that weren't even in the movie, but, you know, just, like, stagehands and stuff that... We're like wanting to kill him because he was like so abusive and just so mean to everybody and you know he's probably like given acroid input like oh you should you know let me say this and you can tell like yeah when he's reading the dialogue he didn't give a fuck about this movie and i'm with you troth like he's my least favorite like mm-hmm. i feel like acroid considering like what he went through he carries the film obviously but you know, like everyone else does fine. Oh, but, dude, yeah, I love just I like... love a lot of characters. I like I think a lot of the cast in like performances is is what kept this movie together because the writing was pretty 
like I said earlier, all over the place. Like, it could have easily just... I mean, it was a train wreck, but, like, it was one that I enjoyed, like, as far as, like, the cast and stuff. So, it's hard to... Yeah. I mean, I understand why it tanked really bad, but it's still kind of, like, <laughs> enjoyable. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to deny even just seeing John Candy's face. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's he great. still like, he's a treasure. He'll always I be know. a treasure. Mm-hmm. Clay and I were talking about it a little bit uh, earlier today. How it's like you see a John Candy film and you you love it, you enjoy John Candy, and then you're just kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you get a little sad. Yeah. Him and Aykroyd. The world were needs great Candy right too. now. Yeah, they were great together multiple times. Well, oh, yeah, and you know you've I I dare you to find a story that. You know, with someone who's like, oh man, on the set of this film, like John Candy was such an asshole. Like, no, he, yeah. no, he wasn't. Yeah, not, no Compared way. to Chevy Chase. Yeah, I like he to wasn't. I like to no. think he was like his character in Home Alone in real life. Like that's that's how I want Probably. to envision. I, yeah. Him. yeah, all the stories I ever heard he was like huge teddy bear yeah. ever, but Well I got something in my eye, guys. On that, on that sad note, let's <laughs> just I'm gonna call it. You know what? I just know. Never mind. It kind of took the wind out of me. Um, it's always a risky run when you do an episode about a John Candy movie. Everybody might mist up a little bit. All right. Well, we will. We'll celebrate him tonight. Him and mostly Ackroyd. He's a. Yeah. Man's a machine. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't want to dive like too deep into this because one, it's just there would be no purpose to do that two if you haven't seen it go watch it you could probably find it at walmart in the five dollar bin uh sadly you know that's kind of where i usually see it i don't know if it's got any like other releases other than that that i know of yeah it's probably part of like a two-pack that you don't want the second movie or something what's like what's funny is i saw beethoven and right beethoven 2 in this i saw where uh i was reading where some big um like film critic like a pretty popular one i don't know his name but he was like trying to develop a big like documentary about like the trouble the movie had and stuff and you know sounds cool like i'd probably watch that and he approached chevy chase and he was like absolutely not he goes i'm not gonna let you waste your time and career he goes you need to learn how to make better choices (laughs) he was just like stay away from this movie like he no he was like dogging his own movie saying it's not worth your time (laughs) he could have said i'm flattered but no but he was just like this is a very bad choice on your part (laughs) i thought that was pretty crazy but well uh, i mean it has a cold following clearly but (laughs) yeah they don't want anything to do with it so that's kind of sad dan Aykroyd uh seems mostly like apparently he like sent everybody who was like a part of the crew or whatever like apology letters and yeah. like he's like <laughs> constantly like no the cast was great and he won't even talk shit on chevy chase because they're friends I right think. but like yeah. you know I, I think he admitted that like chevy was kind of a nightmare on set but that's about all he'd really get into he's like ah but he's my friend or whatever well speaking of the dan Aykroyd, just great dude and he's out there hunting aliens as we speak mm-hmm. Yeah, he I mean, is. if and he's got his own vodka brand. It's he's he's a busy guy. Yeah, I like him a lot, man. Like he's intelligent too. It's yeah. crazy. He had <laughs> trouble with Ghostbusters too. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. he didn't direct it, but he's had trouble getting it picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of um, the cast, though, I do think that the late uh, Taylor Negron deserves a shout out. I thought he was really good. The yeah, the Brazilian air guy. Fausto. Yeah. Man. Faust- yeah, Fausto. He was. Fausto. Fausto. He's a pretty awesome character actor. Yeah. He's always like so sleazy too. Mm-hmm. Just like all his, of his just movies. Just very and stuff. distinct face and voice. Fausto um, and Ronaldo. All right. Well, let's let's get there. Um, so Chris, who's played by Chevy Chase, is like a uh, financier or whatever that means. He's not. Banker. He's not a banker. <laughs> he's a banker. <laughs> uh, he's he's like a big deal, throwing a huge party in his crazy ass apartment. I'm gonna speed this up because I feel like this doesn't really do a whole lot to the story. Yeah. The story that there is kind of. <laughs> uh, we meet Diane Demi Moore, gorgeous. Uh, mm-hmm. They're both. They both kind of work in this movie because they both play like slimy characters. She's like a lawyer, and he, you know, he's like mm. a money dude. So, long story short, they decide to take a trip that to this weird small town where they're both kind of like tied into basically. Um, basically, Chevy Chase is, is like offered to give her a ride simply because she's fucking Demi Moore and she's well, an yeah. absolute goddess. <laughs> well, yeah, but like he sees her, he's like, "Oh, I'll drive you," uh, because she got burned by her uh, lawyer partner or some shit. I, they don't really spend a whole lot of time on it. It's just oh, it's enough of a reason to find get out them, later. Yeah, to get them out there driving. Yeah. My question yeah. is, why doesn't she have a car? Two, why doesn't she have friends to call to take her rather than asking a complete stranger from the elevator? Uh, or two, why doesn't she have the money to just hire a driver? Like it's just very weird. Like the writing, well, you're you're thinking way too hard about. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's her character. <laughs> she takes advantage of people. That's why yeah. they work together. So if someone's uh, out offering, they're gonna turn it down. She's not stupid. Well, she went. I thought she went and asked him. Well, it just seemed random. Maybe I am over. No, he just he just offers, and she's like, uh, "Oh no!" He's like, "Oh no, no!" Like he basically kind okay. of insists. Yeah. Well, and so do uh, Fausto and Ronaldo. Right. Here, like, oh, great, let's go on a picnic or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the brother. And He's sister. like, oh, they they don't eat breakfast till two. It won't be a problem. And they're just like waiting for him. That was funny. So fast forward a little bit. The four of them are on their way. Um, they're like in New Jersey or somewhere, I think. They're in the. Uh, they're in what is what does he call it? He calls it the. Uh, New Jerseyvania tri-state area. Yeah. <laughs> all, all swamps and factories. Yeah. Yeah, and they're taking a ride to this town, and basically, they decide to take a scenic route. Uh, yeah, because uh, Fausto and Ronaldo are once again complaining about how ugly it is. Backseat driving it sucks. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they drive through this tiny, tiny town, which we've all probably been to and seen. It's just like a block radius of, of town. And um, sadly, Chris fails to make a full stop at a stop sign. And this leads us to an okay-ish car chase uh, from the <laughs> law officer. I, yeah, I because, do uh, like once again Fausto. <laughs> yeah. into it. He's like, "Come on, go, that's a go small 90. town. That's a 
That's a provincial. It's a provincial police officer. You can outrun him. Go on. Just go He's on ninety. A, go on ninety. It's a BMW. Act like it. <laughs> Push it. <laughs> fucking cop car character. has nitro. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Like anytime That's you think amazing, like, yeah. okay, small town cops, whatever, then it just like flips on its head, and it's like, oh, wait, hang on. And we kind of see this Batmobile. later in the milk, later in the film too, with the cops. But, uh, yeah. So they're eventually caught, apprehended, and instead of you know just taking the ticket or whatever, Chris is a smart ass through the whole film and is like bribing him and uh of course this is like the the scene that we're introduced to dennis who's played by the lovely john candy who's not an asshole he's literally just doing his job throughout the whole film you Mm -hmm. kind of feel for him um but because they are in the Valkenvania. <laughs> I can't remember the whole the whole town name. It's yeah, just Valkenvania is what they call it. Yeah. They've uh they've got a little bit different way of doing things. So they are all apprehended, the car is impounded and taken uh to appear before the local judge JP Valkenheiser. Oh boy. <laughs> I this just this whole montage of them like when they get to like the premise and they're just like driving them through and it's just like this junkyard almost like amusement park and it's just like so gross i love it it reminds me of like i remember thinking i remember thinking all the junk and stuff looks so cool and like yeah like realistic and like very just like an awesome set and then i saw like a video explaining that it was made by like the guy that did the, like the designs and stuff in RoboCop. So I was like, "Fuck." Well, there you go. They actually got some legit crew there. Well, and I think, you know, the Ackroyds had to had to put so much money into the set, you know. So by the time they're yeah. dealing with all that and then the cast and everything, it's just like it's just Oh, yeah, bad... they they definitely Bad. nothing but trouble there you go yeah. it was nothing they, uh, they went over budget by quite a bit yeah. yeah but yeah i love the sets in this movie and really there's it. not that many once you get to like the like the compound or whatever um they probably spent 30 yeah. of the 40 million on the roller coaster we'll get there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't this it's weird because like knowing this movie and it's like so off the wall and just cheesy i still get like a little bit of a dread feel through parts of this movie just because it's just like fuck man if i was in this situation like i'd be terrified (laughs) no once again i I am 100 percent serious about being uh consumed with a crippling fear when it comes to being in small towns uh as a result of like well not just this movie but there's just small town cops are just the worst it's a pretty common thing to be afraid of uh, it's the middle american small town shithead cop or in this case a, a weird mutant shithead small town judge mm-hmm. Man, i remember seeing something this is some trivia i guess but i saw a thing where um Aykroyd and his brother before they wrote it went and saw a hellraiser in a theater 
when it premiered and he said it was bizarre because it's clearly a horror movie but a lot of the crowd was laughing and I'm like who the fuck laughs at Hellraiser like what are you Come laughing on, at Hellraiser has a couple of well, there's a couple uh, moments where you I don't remember yeah, much but for the laughing. most part that's, that's that's a, a fucking pretty serious movie, movie. But, um, compared to everything else in the 80s yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had, uh, he was like a, they were with a producer he had like broken ribs he was recovering from he's like well let's go see a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's like, who it was okay yeah. well let's go see a horror movie so no, I can't laugh right now it'll hurt my ribs mm-hmm. too bad but that's apparently <laughs> part of what inspired them he, he, he kind of wanted to try like a comedic horror movie that's when they wrote this and apparently it was rated r like there was a lot of violence they had to take out to get the pg-13 i would love Hmm. to see an unrated cut with more ridiculous shit in it you know i doubt it exists but that'd be pretty wild yeah i'm just glad the judge's dick nose got to stay because that thing's hilarious every time it's the best it's in a couple it's in a couple parts yeah uh so we arrive at the mansion which is huge and it's just centuries and decades and light years old there's just filled with shit everywhere i love it um (laughs) and it's cool because you know when jp that's what we'll go by tonight the judge jp like first arrives like clearly he's an old man but they don't really like reveal anything too much like he's just behind like a stack of books and everything and uh you know the whole time chris is just like cracking jokes making fun of dennis and just being chevy chase you know um and finally jp like stands up and he's just he's kind of he's pretty terrifying like throughout the film like he says funny stuff but like he's just so fucking gross (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it scares me uh and yeah it's Ackroyd. he's he's a very old man i don't know how old he is i don't know if they say but he you know he talks about (laughs) He talks about serving in World War One. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I think he's like a hundred and nine. Yeah, he's yeah. Up, he's over a hundred. Yeah. He gets around okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, they start their hearing, and and clearly Dennis, you know, he's like rolling his eyes. He has to do this every day. Uh, it's his uncle basically, and he's just wanting to get it over with. Even though, like, Chris is being so shitty to him and everything, he just wants to get it over with and, you know, carry on. And Chris just kind of makes it worse. And so, eventually, Judge has enough. Says they are confined. Cars get impounded. There's nothing they can do until the next day. And uh, they are dropped into a room full of squeak toys, which always bothers me. It just seems so gross. It's just a literal room full of, I, don't know, I guess, like dog toys or whatever. It's like a ball pit. <laughs> yeah, the the house is just filled with strange traps that seem like they might be kind of fun at first. Yeah, it, it's kind of <laughs> like the Adams Family house yeah. on acid. Maybe. That's actually a very good description, yeah. It's, it's, it's booby-trapped uh, with fun slash terrifying uh, yeah. traps. So you get squeak toys and skeletons. Real skeletons. <laughs> Evens out. That's alright, I guess. Then you get the Hills Have Eyes room with all the driver's license. And yeah. Shit. That's Social cool. security cards. 
So they're now trapped trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, enter Budge Baldwin. I don't actually know which one it is. There's so many. It's it's like a, it's like a, a C tier Baldwin. It's okay. not it's not Alec or Billy Baldwin. It's uh well it's it's fine dylan baldwin bobby baldwin bobby baldwin (laughs) uh him and his yuppie (laughs) friends are like partying speeding or whatever and get pulled over um eric did you catch the uzi that dennis pulls out there is yeah yeah it's a good one (laughs) they have an uzi they have uh Mac 10, which yeah. is basically an American Uzi. Classic, mm-hmm. classic guns. Um, they are apprehended, taken in before the judge, and of course they're, you know, acting like assholes to everyone there. The judge is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are funny, having a good time. And he says they're free to go, opens another trap door, and this is where we're introduced to the Bone Stripper, Mr. Bone Stripper. Uh, which is basically a backyard murder roller coaster, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. <laughs> they should have that instead of the fucking electric chair and lethal injection. Like at least have fun when you're getting ready to go out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it's basically just like a tiny mini roller coaster, and it flips them out onto a conveyor belt that then strips them of their bones. And spits, spits their bones uh, into a pile that makes a wacky sound every time it uh, hits the bullseye. I love it. I laugh every just, time. They, there's somehow like a car wash in it that cleans all the blood off the bones. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. But it's basically like it's yeah. basically like dozens of meat tenderizers just crushing down on them when they go into it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, like spinning. Yeah. I used to be so, scared of my parents had a meat tenderizer and I was always like that is a fucking murder weapon like I, I never knew what it was until I was older I was like that is creepy yeah um so now it's dinner time I mean so yeah you're you're now become hostage in my mansion but I'm gonna feed you it's like JP's not that bad it's just he's just a little just a very old fashioned person this is um, fucking disgusting. I this is my <laughs> fucking yeah. favorite part of this movie is this whole dinner scene. It's oh my god. Some Monty Python shit, man. Oh, so good. Uh, it is. Yeah. So We're first introduced to uh, to the second. Uh, what's her name? Griswelda or I uh, believe. Uh, uh, Ro, Ro, Rosa. What is it? Ronaldo. Who? Ronaldo. Oh no, uh, uh, Dennis's John, Candy. John Candy's drag queen version of mute. It's like Alena or something. Here, I, I actually have a IMDb. Aldina. Yeah, Aldina. So the I, I wrote it down because it's amazing. Aldana. Aldana. Uh, <laughs> the line where she's introduced by uh, the judge here is uh, pretty great. He mentions how like she's mute but she's really good at working at cars and <laughs> or whatever but like he like slaps her on the shoulder like genuine wage earner no, like, she's gonna make someone a great wife one day genuine wage earner struck dumb at birth by a thunderclap 
he's kind of he's pretty much whoring her out most of the movie it's very weird so amazing like all of his like little sayings and stuff yeah i just want a cd of that just (laughs) all of his fucking shit that he says it's so fucking funny Uh, again like he delivers it in a funny way when like we're talking about chevy chase all his one-liners are just falling flat yeah well (laughs) And I feel like that's how he acts anyways. This movie is probably just so boring and easy for him. He's probably jealous of Ackroyd. I mean, he's like over there like doing everything and still killing it. Right. Right. So dinner consists of Hawaiian punch and hot dogs. Ain't nothing nothing wrong with that. Except the hot dogs are (laughs) disgusting. Homemade. Sausage like Frankfurters. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I want a goddamn condiment train. I know. <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. The fucking... It's grossing me out thinking about it. It's gross, but when... the idea is great. Like, <laughs> JP's face when he, like, stalls a train and flips that pickle at first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that that's he... the thing that makes them leave. That's the straw that broke the camel's back with Fausto and Ronaldo. Fucking baby dill pickle hit you in the face. All right, you know what? I've been wrongfully imprisoned. I've been, you know, thrown into a dungeon. But I'll be goddamned if I'm going to sit here and get thrown at thrown train pickles (laughs) in my face. Yeah, I made a mental note. I made a mental Uh, note. A pickle is the most innocent thing in that house. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's when he gets a good look at his nose too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's the first time. It's a. It's got to be a different nose because you only notice it a couple it of is. times. But there's. It's uh, more pronounced yeah. in like two scenes. The very end <laughs> yeah, scene. It's, it's like very this end. scene and and like the very very last shot of the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's just straight up. There's a mushroom tip. There's the fucking yeah. line in the middle. It's a dick. Yeah. It looks like it, it's disgusting. We would I just uh, love post that one they... on our Instagram if we didn't think we'd get our account blocked. Yeah. <laughs> I love that someone uh, give it just... the old NSFW tag. Yeah, well, I would love to know whose idea that was. Probably Ackroyd, but you never know. One hundred percent chance it's Dan Ackroyd. Yeah, but I, I that's probably Chevy Chase's best part. The face he makes, like at that moment. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> he didn't even have to say anything. And like when he's. Like taking a bite of his hot dog and he looks at him and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "I love how it's like wiggling. It's almost it almost looks like it's like alive, like a snake." They're, well, they're like fucking... when, when they serve it, it's like, yeah, yeah disgusting. <laughs> really lay into the the sound work, but oh, like, <laughs> the, like the way he eats it is it's just he folds it up in like one slice like a tiny slice of bread and it's just everything about it's so gross yeah i mean i don't get me wrong i've done the white bread hot dog everyone has hell i've done wheat bread that's that's (laughs) i've done tortillas better yeah uh so yeah after the the pickle incident fausto and ronaldo escape by jumping (laughs) jumping through a window um, um, can we can we pause this just for one second? Because I'm having a real tough time getting over tortilla hot dog. <laughs> You've never, You've never had a tortilla dog, bro? No, bro, it's disgusting. My specialty is a peanut butter and jelly in a Patrick tortilla. Patrick knows. Fucking yes. try it. 
Get on uh, that. Literally. I oh. literally pulled out a tortilla when I was out of bread and didn't want to go to the store. Oh, God. Dude, okay. it's easier to it's make anything with a tortilla. Yeah. yeah. You can wrap I mean, it. it. Tortillas, <laughs> you can put anything in it. Sweet, savory, so, it doesn't matter. This is the, the time I, I was talking about one time, like, oh, well, yeah, I ran out of toilet paper, so I had to hop in the shower real quick after I took a shit. It's way and more Troth fucked was up like, than tortilla. Troth, Troth was fucking appalled. This is much more appalling to You're me. You're going to compare that with a hot dog? <laughs> yeah. What the no, fuck? Bro. Go take a poll and see how many vote in your favor on this one. Please let me it's, know. I, I guarantee you it's it's more people than are okay with a tortilla and a, a hot dog no. and a tortilla. I don't it's know. Gotta it's got to be. No. Just because baby I'm cakes sorry, did it in that I, funny cartoon. I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't mean to uh, derail. Please continue. I, <laughs> I was thinking about it. Oh, God. I was having a tough time. I was really having a tough time. Well, now on, I like... am. Hey, first, first, <laughs> first time we get together after after you get your last COVID shot, we're gonna fucking meet up, watch some cult films, hot, and I'm gonna bring some hot tortilla dog, dogs. Hot dog burritos. Tortillas. Not, no, tortilla dogs. Tort dogs. Tort dogs. <laughs> dog, dog torts. Put out that dog rocket. The oh, only thing gosh. is, adding chili to those could be a little dangerous. Dude, okay, you know it works. Uh, you can put mustard. You I mean, can do whatever you want. I've done. Okay. I've done chili. I've done. Yeah, like you kind of won me over because I like cheese. chili dogs, and I've done chili cheese burritos before. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true. It's, it, yeah. I, I swear it's not as weird as it sounds. Um, I'm almost certain Quick Trip had something similar at one point. I'm pretty sure there was some weird taquito thing they had with a hot dog in it. Oh yeah, it they did. did. It was like it didn't last hard, very long. But... Hard show. Yeah, it was basically like the fried yes. tortilla around a hot dog. How do you like the dog, folks? Obviously better than my version, but still weird. So we're just we're just giving the judge some ideas on how to improve his uh, his hot. <laughs> no, we're just Dude, we're just proving how far our tortillas. How, we're proving how tortilla. close we are to them. <laughs> Where does it get this tortilla out of me? Like throws it at Fausto. Slap. <laughs> Um. So yeah, Fausto and Ronaldo escape. Kind of, they end up having to like jump into like the uh, the sewer creek, and yeah. like swim across to the other side where Dennis is waiting on him. Which is the first big twist of the movie. Yeah, they basically sweet talk Dennis into letting them go, and he obliges because you know he's. He's tired of the judge. He knows he's crooked and everything. Um, they know so how to yeah. banana. Yeah. Hell, he lets them go. They escape. Um, but then we're back at the mansion. We get the whole backstory of Diane, which, I don't know, doesn't really matter a whole lot to the story. Other than, like, her and Chris are both slimy and probably good for each other. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is this where we see no this is so it gets kind of confusing from this point on because it's basically Chris and Diane trying to get out of the mansion but they keep going into like different rooms in different situations oh, it's like yeah, the next 25-30 minutes it's just like different room different room uh, somehow they get out of their room that they're currently in and <laughs> the bed scene's pretty good they just, yeah, it's like spinning really fast. They're just running through the mansion, basically, and then somehow 
end up on like a slide which splits them up diane's goes to like the junkyard and then chris just ends up like in a pile of bones like in the walls <laughs> uh it's actually part like where he peeping toms in on uh the judge yeah. yeah, yeah, he sees the that judge take his terrifying. Off, <laughs> take his <load> off. <laughs> and it's genuinely shit. like, yeah, it's it's uh, actually yeah. pretty spooky. Well, I, I dozed off the first time I was watching this th- uh, a couple days ago, and I woke up right around that scene, and I was like, "What the fucking hell?" Because I did not remember that <laughs> from the original movie. I was like, "This shit's getting darker than I imagined." Uh, that yeah. woke me up for a while. We basically get to watch Judge get ready for bed, and all his noises and everything. It's pretty funny. And it's his skull. Like, he looks like a fucking bad taste alien. It's so weird. Yeah, he, like, takes off his hair, but it's it's basically just, like, a skull underneath. But it's, like, elongated. It's really weird. Well, I wonder if Dan Aykroyd's really gonna look like that in, like, 20 years. Maybe, he honestly maybe. reminded me of the aliens in Bad Taste. Like, that's what it looked Lord, like. Lord Chrome. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Diane finds the uh, the beamer, but it's basically been like cut in half. Doesn't start or anything. And well, then, she finds the best characters of the movie. Yeah, Lil Devil and Bobo, Bobo. giant sweaty babies. No. <laughs> giant greasy sweaty Dirty. babies. Yeah, and yeah. giant. They're like fucking seven foot. When you didn't think this is the one thing that I remembered the most. Oh, as yeah. a kid oh yeah like thinking back yeah, like i knew, remember all the characters remember it was right. weird and gross but these two like just when you thought like this movie couldn't get like grosser or weirder it absolutely does oh i i loved these characters when i was a kid like i'm pretty sure these characters were legit like why i liked the movie yeah. oh yeah they're they funny like they're, they're gross, innocent but they're they don't funny. do anything yeah. yeah they're not that scary compared to some of the other characters that's true uh, they're grosser but yeah so they basically capture her but she kind of ends up making friends with them and stuff um second best part of the movie i'm sure we can all agree uh we are now introduced to the newest uh captives just captured by dennis or <laughs> i can't remember the woman woman uh, patrolman's name but she's funny she's in a lot of stuff um Q Digital Underground. Yeah, with, like in the flesh. With yeah. Tupac as a young baby. Yeah. Uh, so wait, was Tupac legit in Digital Underground? Or was yeah. this just like, yeah. was he just yeah. doing a part yeah, as an actor? Yeah, okay. That's where he, he got it going. Uh, I love it. I mean, I don't even know how relevant it would have been back in 91. Oh, they were it huge. Seems they had, in yeah, they had just, the Humpty Dumpty song was like, yeah. pro, like peak like hit right at that moment so that's why they got them so that was probably another big chunk of their budget what's crazy is the song they play in that is legit written for the movie like on the soundtrack damn same song i think it's what it's called that was a big song like that was a radio hit i i knew that song it's in that uh it's in another movie too uh casper i remember it because i used to go silly Wow. But yeah, I read that it was written for the movie. Good for him. <clears throat> Good on Yakroid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're there and all their rock star <laughs> stuff. Um, the judge is cool with them, by the way. He's just like, yeah. well, they're musicians, aren't they? 
<laughs> well, he oh, makes and, him prove uh, it. Yeah, he's like, well, let me see it. And they perform for him. They perform that song. And he's like, well, you're free to go. And then he, he, he fucking jams him. with him. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's got some moves. I love when he plays that organ. He plays the organ, and that that dude in the front like lowers his sunglasses or his yeah sunglasses. He's just like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. So basically, I think after that is when we get. No, we skipped this part. Right, right before this, you had the judge uh, approaching uh, Dennis about. Or not Dennis, I'm sorry. Uh, Chris. Chase's character. Well, Chris, yeah. he, they have a little scuffle in Judge's room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how they come down for their next court meeting. Is like they're both like scuffling on like his throne that lowers down. But uh, yeah, he, he goes to Chris. Basically, house policy. Chris ran into Aldania, literally. Mm-hmm. And now that he has touched or tainted her... Uh, rules state that they must marry. Uh, he kind of like gives him the lowdown, like, "Look, she's nice, she's great. Just marry her." <laughs> and he says, uh, "You'll never have car trouble. You'll never have car trouble." <laughs> that right there. I mean, I'm just saying. That would like, be nice. I mean, uh, yeah. You'll get inheritance. You'll be part of the family. Uh, yeah, and basically. <laughs> Chris lies to the judge and says he'll do it, which then he promptly has the wedding right then and there and has Digital Underground uh, do the wedding for him. It's pretty funny. And then Digital Underground leaves and Chris is stuck there. Um, <laughs> um, I was really glad they got to that. leave. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy for that. before that too when he's like talking, trying to talk him into marrying her and like he spent a little time with her in her room or whatever. Mm. And he's like, I did spend some time with her. She's a little quiet. Mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, he, he corrects him. She's mute. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but then Judge kind of figures it out. He was just lying or whatever. Throws him on Bone Stripper. Conveniently, uh, Bone Stripper strips out a rod and... Mm-hmm. Narrowly monstrous, sadly. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, we go back to Dennis. He is packing his bags. He's had enough, and uh, he's getting out. Um, in the junkyard, got a lot going on. In the junkyard, basically Diane's about to be cut. It's like a yeah, giant that weird, well, uh, I mean, oh, Okay, yeah. Oh, you're talking about we're just. We're getting all the way to the end of the movie now. Pretty okay. much, yeah. Yeah, like because the, they cut to like scenes of her like playing cards with the with the, the twins. She right. Yeah, friends. I actually like those scenes. Seems like, pretty good. I thought Demi Moore was doing a good job. Yeah. It's funny to think she's fresh off of Ghost. She's on the top of her fucking career, or at least the peak. And yeah. and you have to do this shit. And she's uh, like, didn't she's, Moore, didn't, oh, she doesn't good. suffer too many. I'm sorry, uh, she didn't seem to suffer too many post nothing but trouble like career no, problems. No, she did. Though. Like she, she continued to have she a. She succeeded, but like, yeah, Ghost is probably her biggest role to this day. And, too or at least goddamn her, hot to fail is Demi yeah. Moore. <laughs> but like, and that's funny because I never really viewed her that way. I mean, she, I never thought she was ugly or anything, but I never really 
was attracted to her, I guess you'd say, but like I did find myself in, a, in some scenes yeah, in this movie. I was like, huh. I was like, in the scenes, in the scenes where it was meant to show her in that light and like convince Chris that he should approach her, you know, I, I was like, okay, yeah, they 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 definitely managed to make her hot. Well, but, and um, to be fair, like her character and her dialogue too, it's it's over the top in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, that that's you know, it's just part of the movie. You didn't think her baby talk was hot? No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'd rather just, just felt... hear her gruff voice. Like, it just yelling. seemed it seemed weird to have her doing that scene in particular. Yeah. Is when I realized yeah. it. I was like, man, you're coming off a very successful fucking drama. I, <laughs> doing this shit. I mean, like, good for you. Some of it feels a little ad lib too. I mean, it, yeah. And... Apparently it was. Yeah. Okay. Apparently she, I mean, she like, did would good. always approach with like uh, ideas for scenes or whatever, and Dan Aykroyd just being. A cool ass Dan Aykroyd, yeah. just like, oh yeah, cool, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. all the while having to deal with fucking Chevy Chase, like making comments about her outfits and shit. It's just like, yeah. fuck yeah. off, man. Like, God. She's one of the better parts of the, or you know, performances in the movie. I'd say absolutely. Uh, she's also, I was just saying, she's also like a little more legitimate actor than the rest of these SNL people. Yeah. Well, John Candy's great. Sure. Don't get me wrong, but like the other well, two, yeah. Uh, before they got split up, Chris and Diane end up in like the attic or somewhere, and it's basically a room littered with like license plates and IDs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. newspaper clippings. It's actually really creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So apparently, the family has been doing this for centuries. You know, it's a whole lot of fire. bankers. Yeah. Um, no, it was all kinds of people. No, I know, but like, they—that's they, apart that's from the like the, the apart from like the speech uh, at the dinner table where you know he's telling them about how his grandfather yeah. got swindled or whatever. Yeah, the bankers this ruined. Is like, yeah, this is the next indication. Like, oh, okay, so uh, all the bankers that come here just they die. So they don't get a fair trial, essentially. Yeah, but. It just shows you all the uh, different people in history that he punished. There was like a yeah. a fucking Nazi rocket scientist. Uh, what was it? Not Capone. What was the fucking Hoffa? Jimmy yeah. Hoffa. Oh yeah, Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to know the what the Harry Krishnas did. That's that's the part that threw me off. I feel like that so was whole probably just like a, a joke yeah. or something. Yeah. Because, like, the mansion and the land and the family and everything, you know, they're supposedly, like, worth a ton of money. So everybody's kind of yeah. after them. Um, this whole time, we get another side story that all of the land is actually on top of the coal mines, which are currently burning and about to explode. So there's a lot, a lot going on, a lot at stake. Including hot dogs and stuff, but uh, it's man, watching it and actually like trying to pay attention to detail and stuff was pretty hard. Not that, not the fact like normally like oh I'm so nostalgic I love this movie so much it's just like what I don't <laughs> why this doesn't yeah, make sense still. there's so much crap like it's just silly. But um, 
yeah i don't know i like it still it's great so now that diane's captive um chris has escaped outside he's basically got to figure out how to capture her and somehow he ends up just like blowing up a bunch of like oil barrels or fuel barrels yeah it's literally there yeah they're about to chop up demi Moore. he's going to intervene to save uh to save her and yeah he just happens upon these barrels of oil like okay yeah i'll just light this rag on the fire roll this barrel up yeah Yeah. cause a ruckus um and the last 10 15 minutes of this movie is great i love seeing like endings like this like they just keep Mm -hmm. keep getting you so basically after all that shit yeah exactly like the explosions cause the coal mines to explode and basically the entire compound is exploding uh chris and diane flee hop a train and escape kind of uh the next day they're like at police headquarters or whatever basically like trying telling them the whole story they've got like maps and just everything and the cops are just (laughs) like are you sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. so basically they convince chris and diane that they should go with them uh and that would help them make the arrest uh to, to convince jp or whatever and so they do which is silly <laughs> um and back at i guess the mansion hasn't gone down yet has it i guess no it's yeah it was just no, the junkyard is. yeah never mind scratch that it's about uh, to. <laughs> they're back at the mansion when jp answers the door <laughs> his line where there's a bee behind you or like a bee's nest behind you yeah and they turn around and like all the cops are like hey jp and so basically the whole town is like in on it or whatever yeah yeah well no it was like it was like they got they got out of the town they went to like it's like city police and stuff like yes SWAT teams and military (laughs) it's a great moment yeah and then conveniently now the coal fires begin to explode uh, on cue. The cops run off. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's some odd reason, some odd reason afterwards. Everybody run for your lives. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not. It's not like a hilarious line or anything. It's just the delivery. Fucking leveled me though. It just cracked me up for no reason other than just it's Dan Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd. I want I like this the shot movie. Of the babies. Yeah. Where. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is cut out except for like Ackroyd's dialogue. It'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> Just to listen to it. Uh, so yeah. They escape again and in the background the mansion is collapsing and everything is over with. Kind of. Uh, we cut to a scene where Fosto and Ronaldo are at some like nice resort like on vacation and Dennis is there. Apparently they're all buddies now, so he he's doing good. Yeah, um, he's their uh, he's the head of their security, and he is Ronaldo's lover now. So. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 did real good for himself. Good job, Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> look at you. Um, Chris has a nightmare, wakes up, uh, he flips on the TV, and basically it's coverage of the uh, coal fire, and. 
we see a newscaster and she <laughs> there's this person stumbled rum- upon a survivor just, yeah. just <laughs> rummaging just, just rummaging through the rubble yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's like under like, a tarp or something yeah like scared me as a kid because it's like i knew what was coming but then a part yeah, of me was still is. like no that's not it yeah there's there's a sense of dread in this scene like this moment like no come on <laughs> so, so he turns around and it's jp uh says he says he's gonna move in with his son-in-law <laughs> he's like good thing my son-in-law's gonna put me up in new york and he's his got new his son-in-law lessons. oh this is the dick nose by the way it's, it's yep. the second yep. appearance second. of dick nose yeah, yeah. well it's not uh, there the first time but it cuts to Chevy Chase's face, and then it cuts back to the dick nose, and then we get the yeah. best yeah. best movie ending of all time. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you just see the uh, you just see the uh, the Chris shaped uh, impression in the wall as he the just Bugs literally Benny explodes. Exit. Yeah, it's straight up Looney Tunes shit. Cool. Yeah, and that's it. Like it's it sounds like we're all over the place, but we aren't the movie's all over the place really yeah uh it's it's fucking wild i showed it to sarah she had never seen it it's been quite a few years ago she absolutely hated it she was like yeah. why do you uh, own this and i was like yeah <laughs> what do you mean i could the second you said you showed your wife i was like yep she hated it yeah you know, she's like you're the weird have, one yeah she does didn't grow up with candy and steve martin and all of them like i did i can appreciate just about anything right i mean i yeah. get it this it's fucking wild it's not it's a look it's i mean it's a mess of a movie for sure but like there's there's a charm to it that you can't quite like all its parts put together like you watch it and it's it's a mess it doesn't make a whole lot of sense there's really not much in the way of a plot to the movie apart from basically like okay it's a speed trap or essentially if you want to look at it it's like texas chainsaw massacre except for kids uh i i kept getting hills have eyes hills have eyes vibes yeah yeah uh but basically the same thing uh but somehow you put it all together and you sprinkle some dan Aykroyd magic on it and it like it's trash but it's good trash it's like trash you want to watch again eventually like yeah i mean i think i i gotta imagine that like Ackroyd's probably into like cult movies and a bunch of hokey stuff like that so yeah you know he probably had a good idea what he was doing but i think there were just too many outside people you know when they heard he was doing this too many ideas you know not enough help and you know deal chevy chase and it's just it's kind of sad you know but i mean the best you can do is just try and that's what they did they tried (laughs) and i still appreciate it i just wish the rest of the cast gave the effort he gave yeah yeah Ackroyd had to take on many roles yeah but he went 110 percent too yeah in the in the acting well so i got a question i got a question when he's in the Bobo suit, I think his name's Bobo. It's Bobo, he, yeah. He's essentially directing while wearing that, I would imagine. 
for Probably. at least for those scene, like you know, for a few hours a day. Yeah. That has to be fucking brutal. Because it's it's just funny because every scene they're in they're sweaty and it looks hot and miserable. But then you got to think the actors ten times worse inside the suit. Oh, I'm sure oh, they no. were. Yeah, it's, it's a, like rubber. It's very suits. weird. Just a weird thing to think about. Like, what's the director doing when he's acting? He still technically has to direct parts. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Seems very stressful. I think I appreciate it more. Obviously, I mean. I feel like the older I get, the weirder my taste gets. So I'm like the opposite of most people. Um, so yeah, I think I appreciate it way more. Cause like I said, it's been, I was not a quote unquote advanced film watcher when I watched this the first time. So <laughs> um, it was good to bring my, like, what do you call them? Cult film goggles on, on this viewing. So I really, I really liked it. It's a mess, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what works and what doesn't. But the the shit that works to me definitely outweighs the shit that doesn't. And there's enough memorable stuff, like you said earlier. I, I remember the babies. I remembered the creepy judge. I remembered like the the like cop part. I remember the digital underground. So you're like trying to see how it all pieces together when you watch it now. It's kind of it was fun. I said it right when you picked it. I was like, I'm pretty excited for this long overdue. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like one of those weird train wreck guilty pleasures that you don't need to waste time explaining why you like it. Just don't question it. Just watch it and <laughs> enjoy the weird ass ride. The Bone Ripper ride. Yep. Uh... I, I liked it. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. I was uh, I was thinking at first. I don't know. After initially watching it, I was like, "Huh, I don't think I don't think the stuff that worked for me when I was a kid worked for me this time around." Uh, but at the same time, like you can't just write it off as trash. It is once again like I. It makes almost no sense as a movie. It's all over the place. The performances are up and down apart from like dan Aykroyd and well actually that's not true the performances are mostly up and then chevy chase you know like but he's such a prominent role like he's kind of a drag on yeah. the movie uh there are problems all over the place it's it's oddly paced it seems to get like stuck in, in like its own quagmire at times where there's just like not a lot happening or there's so much happening that everything that's happening is less interesting. But still, despite all of that, uh, like by the time the movie was over, <laughs> I was like, eh, actually, yeah, I still dig it. It's still fun. And like you said, Dan Aykroyd, I think, accounts for a lot of that. He accounts for, and not just because, you know, he directed and helped write and produced and, you know, like, really busted his ass to get this movie made but it's just his performance is good you know i don't know it's yeah i I, i'm I'm kind of going the long way around saying like it's bad but i like it yeah but (laughs) uh also you know it's got john candy in it and (laughs) you put john candy in something and there's a good chance that despite its flaws i'm gonna fucking love it 
like watching John Candy in a movie, like legitimately, and I'm being serious, like feels like kind of coming home in a certain way. Like I'm just transported back to being a kid again. So I will always appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, a, a, a reluctant thumbs up, I guess. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like Charles said, like Charles said, it's like, you like, I like it, but I mean, it's hard to explain why, you know, I mean, yeah, of course there's some Dan Aykroyd parts and stuff like just little things. Like I noticed it's just a random short, tiny scene. Like when he's chasing Chevy chase through the hallways, he throws a skunk at him or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And Chevy chase has some one liner, but, (laughs) but Dan Aykroyd just says, my skunk you know just real quick (laughs) and it got i got a laugh out of me i don't know why it was just funny (laughs) just how he said it i don't know but just little stuff like that and i know we say this a lot but it i think it's a it's a uh like a watch party type of movie now you know yeah with other people noticing silly things or dumb things or i don't know like to be perfectly honest, I, I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times, but I didn't really have any like nostalgia, nostalgia feelings, per se. Besides, like the everything Tross said, the babies, digital underground stuff like that. But I don't know. I enjoyed it again. Like all, even talking about it now, like with you guys, I feel like I like it more. Just you know hearing different takes and what's funny i don't know it's one of those weird movies yeah that i like i feel like this would be a really good double feature with like the burbs it's just like that weird you know like just a weird time in the 90s that stuff got made that probably no one liked but Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just like i don't know this movie it's got a spot in my heart you know Obviously, just because it's got Ackroyd and Candy in it, but I think it it's another one of those that I could add to my list of, like, kind of introducing me without knowing it into, like, the cult realm. Like, uh-huh. this movie is really weird. Like, just the overall feel, like, just the crude hum- humor and everything. But why are these, like, big-name actors in this movie, you know? Like, it just, for some reason, it didn't make sense to me. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know what's not the like. I mean, the characters, the hot dogs, it's all, it's the all dogs. good. The dogs. How you like your dog? How you like your dogs? <laughs> I grew up and my dad and I would, like, say that all the time. Like, random occasions, doesn't have anything to do with this you know, talking about this movie or anything, we would just say that. And it's just, <laughs> I, I still think I'm laugh. Gonna... I'm going to roll with, uh, you really put the pin in the party hog now. Uh, <laughs> this, this one I'm going to adopt. I want to go back and rewatch it and just listen to like his one-liners and like write them all down. I feel like I could use them like oh, every uh, day. <laughs> go suck find, a bug is another great one. You can find <laughs> most of his scenes on YouTube. Uh, it's so good. People, people well, seg- like segmented it out. I, you know, when we started doing this or talked about doing the podcast or whatever, which seems like a long time ago now, uh, I, 
you know, I thought like, oh man, this is going to be cool. We're going to do a lot of horror, a lot of stuff. But then also I absolutely knew that I was going to do this movie. I was like, there's no way you couldn't pick a movie like this. Like this fits everything. But yeah, that was it. I'm glad you guys weren't like, oh, I hated this movie because I could. Uh, no. It's it fun to rewatch it. But, yep. Yeah. That's all I got on it, I think. I mean, unless you want to dive in a little bit of trivia or something, but. Nope. <laughs> support your local thinking... Dan Aykroyd. Just support Dan Aykroyd, even if Seriously. He's, uh, even if you don't agree with the whole aliens thing. Hey, he's trying, goddammit. Who cares? Listen, listen to Dan Aykroyd talk about Men in Black. Yeah. You might believe it. Dude, yeah, it's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. The the Joe Rogan episode where Ackroyd's on there gets pretty deep, but if Ackroyd is involved, it's so full of heart. He goes yeah. all in. And you can you can say, okay, you guys just really like him. But no, go back and watch any of his films, his character in particular, whether it's this, Dragnet, Ghostbusters, like just pick one. And he'll stand out. Apart from Bill Murray, who, you know, everyone knows I love him, but Ackroyd always just goes all fucking chips in. Right. Even on this one. I mean, he had to. <laughs> but he's a treasure. And so is John Candy. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> put some, uh, you need to put some piano behind Clay's John Candy thing. <laughs> Speaking of movies. Well. Um, I watched yeah. a couple I want to talk about, and I'd like to hear if you guys watched any. No, it's, it's quick. Um, I, I, they were both so good. You guys need to watch them. They're they're highly recommended. I don't uh, trust me. I watch some, and if they're not great, I don't even mention them. But well, uh, if you already watched them, why do we need to? Yeah, you got us covered. They're great. Bud. <laughs> but uh, all right. No, this one. Speaking of big time casts, this one was awesome. Uh, River's Edge from 1986. I'd always heard great things, but it's kind of hard to find. Uh, I like the DVDs out of print and kind of expensive, so I finally it was on HBO finally. So I watched it, and it's very Twin Peaks, but serious. If that makes sense, Twin Peaks can get serious, but like it has that Lynch hokiness to it a lot and surreal shit going on. Where this is pretty. It's basically like Stand By Me with the Twin Peaks storyline, if that makes sense. They find a dead girl, and you find out who did it. And some people are, like, snitching, and some people are trying to defend the high... It's all high school kids. And Dennis Hopper shows up as a fucking maniac again. Not quite, like, mean-spirited like Frank Booth. Yeah, but, like, it's one of the cooler Dennis Hopper, or Hopper characters i've seen in a while but it's got crispin glover playing a fucking maniac keanu reeves is is pretty awesome in it and it's got joshua john miller who is angel in class of 99 one of his really early roles and he's fucking awesome in it but yeah it's it's awesome i don't want to give too much away but if you like stand by me and and a little more it almost feels like link later if he directed stand by me so it's it's really awesome from 1986 then I watched a Charles Bronson joint. Um, he was a little older. I feel like he was. At least he looked like it, but it was 
from 83. Wasn't Charles Bronson always a little older, though? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Just, he, 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 feels, he feels young and badass in the movie, but his hair is kind of gray, and you're just like, it feels weird, but he's awesome. And what's funny, I was watching this movie, and I've obviously seen like Death Wish and some of his movies in the past, and I remember thinking he's just like, and he may be a one-trick pony, but I remember thinking, uh, he's he's just an all-right action actor, you know, doesn't say much, just does badass stuff, quick, you know, little one-liners here and there. He's pretty damn good actor in this movie. Like, I, I wasn't just looking at him as an action star, if that makes sense. I was convinced he was a, you know, a cop that really cared about doing what he was trying to do in the movie. But anyway, he's basically just tracking a serial killer but it has it's basically a horror movie it's like a slasher movie and the the murderer is really fucking crazy in this movie like it has good suspense and like they kind of like they do the like detective work details really well in this movie and how the killer kind of keeps getting away with stuff after they pretty much know it's him i don't know it's really cool like i i don't know what to compare this one to but it's definitely under a lot of people's radars, I think. 10 to Midnight is the name. 1983. Definitely check it out. I remember hearing about it recently again. It reminded me of it. I was listening to a, another horror movie podcast that talked about it. And it was actually Chino Moreno from the Deftones. And they were asking him his earliest horror movie memories. And he said when he was like 8, he watched this. And it just fucked him up and he never forgot it. And he said it's just like the movie that started him on his horror movie path so i was like huh because i thought it was just an action thriller you know so yeah 10 to midnight bronson and horror so you get the best of both worlds but that's all i got so definitely watch well, those if you ever stumble across them if chino says it's okay i'll i'll check it out yeah i mean i, I just it's kind of neat <laughs> to think i i want to see what fucked up someone you know i'm so familiar with like early in their life so it's kind of funny yeah but yeah i, mean, I did yeah, watch cool. um i don't know if you guys would care but it's kid 90 documentary about oh like, punky brewster <laughs> yeah punky yeah. brewster's hollywood experiences i watched like half of 90s. it it's mm-hmm. pretty good and that's yeah, really the, good almost the the entire like in uh ending is in Tulsa. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't get to the end. She's like, she dated that Donnie boy from. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the outsider guy. Or Danny boy, not Donnie boy. Danny boy. H- house of Pain. In house of Pain. He lives in Tulsa. He's redoing the outsider's house. Yeah. Yeah. And she comes here. It's pretty cool. But it's pretty yeah. good documentary. It's weird. It's weird to look at. You see a bunch of '90s stuff too. Just kind of. Which I know Patrick like. Yeah. It, Cause it's like weird seeing all of them yeah it's weird seeing all of them hang out like it's just weird how they all know each other and just like uh-huh. hang out like the mom like cooks for them I'm just like this is just like any other friends except they're all famous <laughs> so weird yeah. well it had a lot of shit with Jonathan Brandis the kid who died pretty young oh yeah that's that was kind of sad he was in like ladybugs and a lot of movies Teen Sidekicks. Teen Heartthrob. Yeah, yep. Teen Heartthrob, yeah. I Every Sidekicks. girl liked him. 
Well, to make yeah. Clay's eyes roll back even further, I'll join this game. Uh, I watched the uh, documentary. I think it's on Netflix, the last blockbuster. Um, oh, I watched that. We put it on watch. just for like background noise, but ended up like finishing dinner and just not moving and just finished the whole thing. Uh, yep, it's pretty I cool. The whole thing. Yep. If you can tolerate the scenes where Kevin Smith's talking, but uh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of neat. I mean, speaking of blockbuster, oh sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, that's it. No, no. I want to hear about it. I, I really don't know anything about the movie. Well, I'm not going to tell you about it. Go watch it. All right. <laughs> Chuck used to work there. Yeah. Yeah, I worked there for You'll appreciate it. It was fun. Here's the thing. People have like a love or hate relationship with them. Like they blame them for killing mom and pop's video stores and shit. And that might be true, but it still gave you access to a lot more movie. Like... It's like a double-edged sword. It's almost like Walmart. Most people hate it, but sometimes right. you just need to go there and you save some money, and it's it's good for lower to middle class people, you know. But necessary evil, I guess. I mean, you can get around going there, but it's kind of hard. But anyway, um, what was I gonna say? The uh, <laughs> you're just gonna my, oh yeah, my the, Facebook post. The, uh, I had a Facebook post. I don't know corporate. I don't know if you guys saw, but I, I'm predicting, I just feel like so many streaming platforms are coming out. I feel like after that documentary, I'm seeing just a ton of talk and hype about Blockbuster and nostalgia, and I'm just imagining those people that feel so defeated after it collapsed, wanting to like start a streaming thing, and like, because they tried to mail out Blockbuster competition with netflix and clearly that's what buried them but um i just feel like they're going to try to bring back some streaming type service in the future i don't know when but i feel like what i just feel like netflix is gonna bury them again like (laughs) it's just not honestly if you watch the documentary netflix didn't bury them actually yeah, it's well, I mean, like corporate mismanagement. And I the I fact know, that they did but go roundabout. And but the thing is, just they bury every mom and pop store around. They were struggling to complete compete with Netflix because I was working there at the time of early Netflix days, and they were desperately trying to match everything Netflix did. So, but I mean, they definitely saw it as a as a very bad. Uh, competitor you know like fuck like we got to get ahead of this and they never did back to your point though back to your like blockbuster is gonna make a comeback if it does it's gonna be through like some weird you know how like there's always like the uh the kind of like the throwback like it's not the thing you remember but like okay so toys are rust right it's just gonna be the mall toy store or something now you know what i mean like if blockbuster video is going to come back in any like conceivable way it would be like that kind of way where you could just like go to a store in the mall and buy fucking popcorn or some shit you know or like when like, albertson's had the video store yeah Remember yeah that? i mean just about everybody's <laughs> uh man we always had uh uh reesers is the kind of regional oh, yeah. grocery king i remember buying reesers some movies video. from them when they closed down uh, the video section that was the uh whenever i was a little kid that was the only like viable video store uh near my house uh 
in Owasso. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's where we rented our movies until like, and we had like two blockbuster opened up. Bag of movies, pop stores at one time. Pick a oh, no, that's bag of movies. There's another one called Aardvark Video that uh, my yep. cousin worked at, yeah. and she's the one who told me about Ghost in the Shell and that I should watch it. We had an Aardvark. Shout out to Madhouse, our friend Chad and his family. Oh, yeah. Madhouse was awesome, though. And what's crazy is the corporate competition family video basically moved in in front of their storefront when they went out of business. It's very weird. Yep. <clears throat> It's sad, but well, whatever. Right. They were awesome. I got a lot of pogs. I used to buy my pogs there. <laughs> and my something, clamors. something, Facebook and Instagram. I was going to do it. Come on. You're in out, Clay. Role, so just go no. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No. Take it away, Clay. Wow. You're Take it away. Oh, Christ. Spotify, under- Instagram, Apple, <laughs> Facebook, MySpace, yeah. uh, LiveJournal. Zanga. Hit up my Zanga page. <laughs> Zanga slash XX Cult Transmissions 69.com. 420.com. XX. I'm going to make that. Uh, <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, review if you're not busy. We don't, fuck. We don't even try anymore. It's just yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or and now whenever we do try, it's like, uh, you know. If it's not too much trouble, you know what? <laughs> Actually, you're probably way busier. Just nah, you're fine. Don't don't, don't worry. About I'm just, just I'm gonna start you're, getting you're on there. It's fine. I'm gonna make a few anonymous fucking profiles and catfish you guys on there, so so it will look like we have some traction. Catfish was like now that you go on a date with you. No, I just mean like make you think <laughs> I'm someone else. Well, fall yeah. in love with you. This is the last episode of Cult Transmissions. <laughs> well, we're all married, so maybe Clay, we can hook Clay or something. I don't know. That'd be, be kind of fucked up, but... Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good, right. but not great. So, it's I'm It's been done. okay. Frankly, it's it's it could have been better. Yeah. Okay. Just Are like you saying movie. it's been nothing but trouble? No. I already did Bye. that earlier. Oh, you did? I didn't I hear it. See ya. <laughs>